Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up? Welcome to today's program. I hope you are doing well. On yesterday's episode, we had Dr. Frank on the program to chat about how to get customers. And I want to continue that theme of marketing a lawn care business on today's show with special guest, John Pajak. And so John owns Turf Tamer Lawn Care up in Indiana. They're not too far from Chicago, Illinois. And I've been friends with John for years, and he used to be in the lawn mowing uh, side of things, and now he's very um, hyper-focused on fertilization and weed control. So he understands both elements and components there of uh, those service offerings in the lawn care business. And we're going to chat today about sales and marketing and uh, just get John's perspective. He's an excellent teacher and uh, personally behind the scenes has uh, really helped teach me and guide me with understanding uh, the numbers of my business. And uh, back in the spring, John actually flew down to the ATL and uh, we filmed the How to Start and Grow a Lawn Care Business online e-course. It's a step-by-step guide where we basically start um, with the basics of all the legalities of starting a business and and then you know how to actually start a business and make it profitable. So uh, that was a lot of fun um, hanging out with Payjack and, and creating that step-by-step guide. So uh, today's interview is a part of that How to Start and Grow a Lawn Care Business Step-by-Step Guide um, online e-course. So I want to give you a little sneak peek into our conversation around the topic of how to effectively market a lawn care business. We're going to discuss building your client base with marketing and sales. So people, if you don't get the word out that you exist, people aren't going to contact you, right? So that's why it's so important to have a marketing plan. And if you're just starting out, a lot of times that's daunting. You're, you know, a lot of times you could use word of mouth references and things like that, you know, tell your friends and family about it, not necessarily because you want them as clientele, but 
they could help you get the word out. But some more other direct ways of reaching out for your marketing uh, could be as simple as using door hangers and EDM. The, and um, those are just trusted and true, they um, are. John. It, it's worked for so long. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I had a guy call me. I was actually right outside that window there. I, I remember where I was. It was so shocking. And he said, I just spent thousands of dollars on a marketing campaign. And I was thinking, well, a few thousand bucks with door hangers could go a long way. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> an overkill for his situation. I was like, what in the world did you spend thousands of dollars on? He's like, well, a blimp. They're not a blimp, uh, an airplane where they have the little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, the little uh, trailer with the words behind exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. So he had a, bl- a airplane up there and uh, it flew by and it said, you know, call the guy's business. And uh, anyway, I ended up getting zero leads from it. I told him at the time, I was like, this is a joke, right? He's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's. That was a really bad idea. You yeah. could have went I out mean, and got door hangers and done it. Every door direct mail marketing campaign, they work. They're proven. Mm-hmm. So successful over years. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and right. think outside the box and have an airplane flying up there. No, everyone's on their phone. Exactly. Ain't no one looking up there. Yeah, I mean, I would point that out to my kid and be like, hey, look at that. She'd be like, oh, that's cool. But more than likely, we Zero prob- leads. We, Zero we, leads. Unless you're a, a national brand that has a recognizable logo. Like, I know Geico. The insurance company still uses that because you can look up and you see the the gecko and then you see Geico and you're like, oh, I know what that is. Right. It's easily identified. But a mom and pop lawn care company, stick to what works. Yeah. Door hangers, ED. And go ahead. Go ahead. We're all fired up. Yeah, we're fired up. (laughs) The the downside to EDM and for paper marketing, there's some pros and cons to it. One, uh, here's some pros. One, if you're talking to somebody and you hand them something physically, a lot of times, you know, they're going to look at it and then it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's like, oh, we have this idea. Or, oh, there's a service we have. Oh, I don't really know what it is. You hand them a pamphlet and it's a reality. It's like, oh, this is a real business. This is something that I have in my hand. Um, and if you don't have time to, if it's just a quick thing where you're passing something out, it, it gives them an idea of what you it's a lead. Mm-hmm. It will generate lead generator. It will have, if you do it properly and you have a call to action, they call you and then they could set up an appointment with you for an estimate or, Hey, I just want the service. Let's just do it. it that's, that's one of the benefits of that. Uh, another benefit is like, once you see something or, you know, the, the seven touch rule that you may have to pass out like those seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve times before somebody actually makes a decision whether they're going to call you. There's a pro to that, and there's a con to it. Pro is that they see it and it's in their mind, uh, and then they, if it's tangible, they could touch it and feel it. But the the con to that is that it does get a little expensive after a while, especially if you're doing, say, a thousand mailers for a single uh, neighborhood. You, instead of sending out. I would much rather send out a hundred seven times or 10 times to have that thousand or instead of one, only one blast of a thousand different homes and then trying to capitalize on that because the statistics, unfortunately for like, uh, for direct marketing and, uh, paper marketing and things like that you're only going to see about a one to maybe 2% return. So for every hundred that you send out, you may only get one or two people to call you. 
So there are some benefits and downfalls too. And one of the other cons with the um, ring door systems now, you used to just walk up and put it on the door and, mm-hmm. and you're on to the next one. And a lot of times you're intercepted. The, I remember a fellow, I, I had gone to his house and he had seen me through the window. He was sitting in his recliner and he's an old fellow with the cane and he comes up to the door and we're already on to his neighbors and he opens the door and he starts yelling at Hey, hey, hey. I thought he's yelling at me because he's a grumpy old man. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, get over here. And I'm just like walking back all slow, like nervous. And he said, I ran out of gas. And I didn't know what he meant, but he's what he meant was he ran out of energy. And he's like, I, look at my yard. Isn't it perfect? And uh, it was really nice. But he's like, I, I can't do it anymore. And, and, and he's like, I'm going to give you a chance, kid. And if you get it, do a good job. Then I'm going to get you the whole neighborhood. Yeah. So See, the, the ring could actually be a benefit. Well, well, he, this was before the ring, but you still yeah. got it. But what I'm saying now with the ring, I was just talking to TJ Buchanan, and he said, man, I've been getting people been seeing me on the ring because he's wearing a sh- uh, mm-hmm. shirt with the phone number on it and they're calling like why are you at my front door why are you on my lawn um, but nevertheless you're in the neighborhood and even as you walk by Jason from uh, Washington State when he started his business he wrote up a nice little brochure with you know I, I used to work at this company and, and they laid me off and now I'm uh, going to start my lawn care business I, here's a picture of my wife and kid mm-hmm. I local and uh, I do a great job and he just walked around and while he's passing him out you know I think it was a police officer who drove by and saw him that lives in the neighborhood and and it's like, hey, can I get one of those? And they just, you just randomly see people in. Yeah. If you park nearby, they're going to see your vehicle if it's lettered and logoed and stuff like that. Right. So I'm a huge fan of door hangers, but just know people have those little cameras by their door now. So don't don't be walking up with a black and mild in your mouth. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it's funny in my town, you cannot solicit with door hangers. It's so weird. The next <laughs> the next town over, you can. So you have to. Just if you're going to do direct marketing like that, mm-hmm. make sure you fu- you check with your town or whatever. Make sure they don't have an ordinance against that because even though you're you're out there promoting yourself, you might end up right. getting a got- fine. Yeah, uh, there's a fifteen hundred dollar mm-hmm. solicitation fine in in the town that I'm in. So okay, but anyway, moving on from there. That's what that if you can't. Here's a solution to that though. If you cannot do a door hanger, you could always do. EDM, which is every door direct mail, so that you would you could send uh, set it up at the post office, or you could use other services that that do this. Um, that's their whole job mm-hmm. is you could pick a neighborhood and then have it sent to those neighbors. Uh, that way, you could really focus in on keeping your routes tight. You could have a very uh, small but effective uh, route. Uh, if you're, if you're pushing yeah. them all together like that. And when I got started, John, cause I'm like, how am I going to get customers? And someone said, told me about Vistaprint mm-hmm. and it was actually very economical. Now, one mistake that I made originally was I had raggedy graphics and arts and mm-hmm. it wasn't aesthetically uh, as pleasing as, as I should have had, but you can get it relatively, you know, pretty sure. good prices on Vistaprint. And I get your materials that way. But I would if you have a graphic designer or even you could hire somebody to to make it look as professional, as excellent as possible, whether it's a, a, a postcard or a door hanger or whatnot. Exactly. And, you know, just keeping on that mindset, uh, we do have a, we had a graphic designer go ahead and make our logo for us. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the key components that we had before we even started any any kind of marketing. Once we had our logo, it was we could just put it on anything we want. It didn't have to be a really flashy thing, 
but we had a professionally designed logo that looked good and tested well with people. So uh, that is also another marketing avenue <laughs> is to yeah. ha- have your, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we didn't even get in the intro and I'm, I'm all fired up, but let's yeah. get back to the notes. Sure. Here. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're, we're passionate about getting customers because yeah. you can have all the equipment, but you don't got a customer. You don't have a business. You exactly. have to get customers. You have to, the customers are the whole reason this is how we're going to make the money. And you got to charge them the right price. So, so we're going to get into all this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, essentially like with, you know, let's just say we pull into a neighborhood that we are going, we've tar- we've already done all the legwork we've done the homework we know this is the town we're going to be in and or not even the just the town we're in a neighborhood within the town we want to work in and we're going to do it the traditional method and what i mean by that is you know like paper marketing versus digital you know one of the first things let's just say paul you roll up you you're like okay i've got my door hangers in hand what what what's your tactic i'll just start walking if uh, you know on the, if i'm on one side of the road i'll mm-hmm. just walk up I don't walk through the grass, um, you know, and I'll, I'll walk up the driveway. I'll, I'll put it on there. I'll, I'll walk down the sidewalk. I'll walk up the next driveway. I'll put it on there. I'll walk back down mm-hmm. the driveway. And usually you're going to talk to people. They're going to be like, hey, who are you? What are you doing? Or whatever. And then sometimes, you know, the person will be just running. They're washing their car, whatever. But mm-hmm. that's that's what I do. I just go up one and I come back down the other side. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's pretty simple guys. It's not rocket science. You could do this. Another way of doing it is let's just say you get called out on an estimate. Like it's, you're not out there campaigning. Okay. You're, you just get called and you're going to physically go to the, the property to inspect it. Whenever that happens to us, say we can't pull it up on, on Google maps or we don't have an aerial footage of it. Whenever we do that, I always make sure we have some kind of um, door hanger or promotional piece with us. That way, when we're walking around, we can look and say, okay, yeah, this is definitely one of our customers that we want. And then also, besides providing them with the information, what we do is we do what we call a five around. And that's basically, if you have your house that you're doing your estimate for, there's going to be a house on the left, the right, and then there's going to be three across the street. This is a typical neighborhood. What we would do is, after we give that estimate, we would go ahead and we would hit those five houses with a door hanger or a promotional piece, as long as it's allowed in that town. And then, you know, a lot of times that if we have an extra time, we might do what's the nine around. So it's the same concept. You just do two to the left and two to the right, and then you do the five across the street. So you, you're, you're canvassing nine houses at a time. And if you, if you get in the habit of doing this and you have... This works really well in, in two different ways. One, even if you don't, if you get the estimate and they approve it, now you're in there and you could continue to market to these to the neighbors, therefore increasing your route density. But then, even if you don't get that estimate, but then one of the neighbors calls you for an estimate, now you're in that neighborhood and the original customer or potential customer, they see you and they're like. Yeah, I know that guy gave me a quote, but man, he is really doing a great job. You know what? Let's give him another try. So it's really worth the time, especially when you start doing, uh, you know, if you use that tactic, you're going to start noticing that you're going to, even if you might not close it the first time, it's, it's like going to bat in baseball. You don't just swing once and you're out. 
you get three chances, you know? Right. And, and this is kind of like the additional chances that you could get. And every market, every touch with a commu- with a customer is a marketing touch. Whether your truck's parked outside and, and they're driving by and they see your truck or their trailer, that was a marketing touch. Or you're walking around the property to give a quote for the neighbor and they see you, you're sending some kind of marketing message. Either you're a pro or you're raggedy. Mm-hmm. And every single thing you do where the customer sees you, you're doing marketing. Absolutely. That's why it's so important to have that professional look. Even if you, like with our, our uniforms, uh, we don't have any collared shirts. We use like the, um, the uh, they're like athletic shirts. They're mm. completely long sleeve, but they have, they're clean and they have a nice logo on them. And, you know, our hats, we have hats with logos. So the uniform is, is consistent. You know, we wear the same color hat. We have the same, you know, everything's orange with either brown or gray pants. Um, and that constitutes the, the uniform. Uh, when a customer sees that and they see you get out of a, you know, your, your truck that's branded or even an estimate vehicle, some guys have vehicles that they use just for estimates that has their logo and their phone number or website on it. Um, and then you're handing out these materials. It's going to, it's like, like Paul said, it is going to leave an impression. It is going to make a mark and they're going to start remembering this. Of course, especially if you're going to be there on a weekly basis or on a, it's just going to register with them that you are the guy we should call. You're, you're going to become our new guy. Don't forget to grab your ticket to attend Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky this October 18th through 21st. Use my name, Paul, and you'll save 50% off. The Equip Exposition is the event of the year for those who work in our line of work. There's no better trade show to test before you invest in new products, innovations, and even ideas for your business. You can talk to the teams behind the most useful machines, products and technology that we use daily and then test drive them for yourself in the nearly 30 acre outdoor demo yard with 25 plus education sessions two nights of free concerts and networking with thousands of pro landscapers this show is the future of your business register at equipexposition.com Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS TrackIt, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS TrackIt with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much. Worried that you won't make payroll. Or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, 
you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Look, having your digital marketing in place as well is going to be important because all of that, for us, we really based all of our, um, basically everything's around the website. So it doesn't matter what paper or the traditional marketing we have, all those pieces have, will, re, will direct people to the website. And then once they check out the website, they look at it, they can find more information, more detailed information in case somebody's shy, they don't want to talk to people or they're a little antisocial, they don't want to open the door. It allows them to do some research on you and find out what you actually, what you're all about without interacting with you. And by the time... We have some people that they they feel like they've known us for a long time because they've checked out our website, they've seen videos with us in it, and all these marketing things tie into place, and it just becomes one big cohesive system. Yeah, having a good website as soon as possible is of the utmost important because they're going to get your door, door hanger, they're going to get your postcard, they're going to get your mailer, and they're going to look up your website. And if you don't have one, or if it looks like a third grader made it, your credibility is out. And, and unless they're the kind of customer that's looking for the low price, maybe take advantage of some rookie, you know, you lost the, you lost the sale uh, by not having a good website. But if they look at your website and it's legit and there's a good call to action, they, they give you a call. They already are thinking, hey, this is a trustworthy company. So right. a good website is of the utmost importance. And if you're just, I mean, really, if you're just starting out or you're a guy that's been around for a while and you don't have a Google My Business, you have to get one of those. Because even, there's plenty of times when we get calls and we always ask how, it, during the, if we get a phone call, and even if we meet somebody in person, we will always ask, how did you hear about us today? And they'll, most of the time, they'll say, oh, we Googled you. Okay, did you go to our website? And a lot of them haven't even gone to our website. The reason why they call us is because we are ranked, we're like either number one, two, or three on uh, our Google listing. And it's very easy to just open that up. Uh, once, you st- once you get a Google My Business listing, it's not hard to, to maintain that little site. All you have to do is just add a couple pieces, you know, add some information from here to there, maybe change your hours, make sure that you're, if the, it's, say it's Easter and you're going to be closed for the holiday, you want to make sure that you update that in the Google My Business app. And it will help keep you ranked highly. Um, so like when people are just starting to put into their phones, they'll say, uh, lawn mowing services near me. If you're done, if it's done correctly, you'll just start ranking right there. And then again, with Paul, it starts to really take off when you have a website tied to it and you have the right SEO, uh, components put in there, you're going to start ranking your website on Google's listings. Yeah. And load them up with the best pictures you have of your work to showcase if you're lawn mowing, showcase your best stripes. If you're fertilization and weed control, showcase the yards that are lush green, no weeds. Mm-hmm. And, and 
get a collage of those pictures, uh, both on your website and on Google My Business. Exactly. And it, it try, if you can, try to keep everything consistent across your marketing. Like our logo is never going to change. If it does, it's going to change across the board. It's okay to have a bad logo because <laughs> you can't change it, but it's, it just, it's something that you want to be consistent with um, because pictures change. Uh, you may, you know, if you, if you start using certain color schemes to hide into your business, you could kind of, uh, you know, think about like McDonald's, you see the golden arches and you see the red, you see yellow and red and automatically because they're so good at marketing, you, you could see those colors and it's almost already puts you into McDonald's. And then once you see that logo, you don't even have to see the words McDonald's. You just know what it is. And that's kind of what, where I'm going with this is if you're in the neighborhoods, your trucks are all the same color, you know, their, uh, your, your logo and everything is all the same. Uh, every, keep everything consistent so that people know that that's you. One guy that we, I, I was helping out, he had four variations of his logo, which it sounds cool. But the problem was like there were different color schemes. And when people looked at it, they didn't realize it was the same company because he showed up one time to check up on a job in one of his work trucks. And the neighbor was like, I didn't know you guys are the same company. Wow, <laughs> so, so he's kind of messing up there. It's <clears> like, <throat> yeah, you know, you're working against yourself when you start getting, uh, when you start trying to be real cool with your, your logo is not matching and your marketing is not matching with the message you're trying to convey. Yeah. And if you haven't even created your logo yet or your color scheme, just pick an NFL team. They're two colors and they, they, they contrast perfectly. So uh, Dallas Cowboys, right? It's gray and like a blue. Right. Um, silver and pick, blue. Pick any, yeah, silver and blue. Pick any, any team. Um, Steelers, just like black and yellow. That's, that's a good color scheme. New York Giants, right? They're like your red and blue, right? Red, white, and blue. Atlanta Falcon, black and red. That's a very popular one. Um, bears are orange and blue. Yep. Or, so. Orange and blue. Um, just thinking of a couple other ones, a really popular one is the Green Bay Packer scheme, right? Mm-hmm. A gold, a green and a gold, a green and a gold. Those, that was my high school was a uh, green and a gold. We weren't the Packers or the, the Eagles, but it was mm-hmm. a green and gold. So those uh, 32 plus brands, you know, they know they didn't willy nilly pick their color scheme. So just pick an NFL color scheme, two color system and, and roll with that colors and then, you know, get your, your brand and rolling in your marketing and then. Are we going to get into sales now or we're going to keep doing? Yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep talking. We're going to keep going. So you get the marketing that it's going to generate leads for you. So the next thing is you're going to have to close on these sales. So what does that look like? And I'll, I'll kind of break down like what it looks like for us, you know, whether we get a phone call, a estimate request from our our website or a, a, a message from social media, any of those venues, what we do then is we'll respond as quickly as we can to get a, to get them an estimate. Now, once we get that estimate rolling, you know, this is how, uh, you, you have to know your numbers. You, from previous, you, you would use that pricing matrix, you know, that you, you have built for yourself because it has all of your numbers built into it. And then you could really start looking at like, okay, you know, most neighborhoods, if they're cookie cutter neighborhoods, you know, 
almost all of them are going to have about the same square footage. Uh, the houses are going to take up X amount. So if it's a 10,000 square foot lawn, but then you have, or excuse me, 10,000, the, the whole property might be including a half, the house, including the house might be a half acre. Let's just say it's 20,000 square feet, but the house takes up, you know, 2000 square feet. And then they have a pool and they have a garage that's detached, whatever you start seeing, okay, the driveway is X amount of feet and you come up with, you measure all that out and you have say a 10,000 square foot lawn. You would know based on the pricing matrix, if you set it up properly, you'll know like, okay, they don't have a fence, so we don't have to trim around that fence. It's going to only take us, you know, 10 minutes for a two-man crew to do that. You could just automatically go ahead and look at that and generate the price for these services. So when you, once you get issue that estimate, you have these things that you've worked on before the pricing matrix. Now it's going to be easy. It's like you could confidently just say, this is the price. And a lot, most people, when you talk to them and you're confident about it, they're going to buy from you. They're, it doesn't matter if it's way out of their league. If, um, if you deliver that message confidently and you don't stammer, they're going to take you seriously. So par- partially, you have to really also work on your sales uh, pitch, which most of the time, it's not really that big of a pitch. You just tell them about yourself, tell them about your company, what you could do for them, and just find out what they, they need. Solve their problem for them and be confident with your pricing. Yeah. And John, one thing I want to piggyback off of that, <clears throat> we talked about systems and things of that nature. Be timely. If, if, if they ask you, hey, can you give me a price uh, for monthly or, or um, lawn maintenance? Um, and you, you are giving them a quote two weeks from now, you probably lost uh, due to time. Exactly. You know, a Johnny on the spot, quick turnaround at the right price. And, uh, you know, be confident, be prompt. Uh, you're going to put yourself in a good position. Exactly. If you could get, if, when, if somebody calls us, we're trying to, close the deal on the phone, get them the pricing because it's an estimate. You know, a lot of times you could just explain an estimate may differ a little bit from the final price. A lot of times, if we can't look at the property, we could give them a general general price uh, for the estimate. And then once we're on the property itself, then we could confirm and say, yes, it's going to be this, or it might be a little extra. Um, 90% of the time, we're, our estimates are on the button or, you know, they're, they're right on the money. Um, other points with sales, uh, like, do you have any other? Well, one of the biggest tips that I got, I mean, it's a huge tip. So you guys got this training. I'm going to tell it to you. What I learned from somebody that works at one of the largest companies, well, big company. All right. Mm-hmm. Is what this big company does. That's, really, really big, really big, they'll put on their quotes, the square footage. And so it will actually say, you know, you're 7,200 square feet. And uh, I'm I'm just making a number up here, but it's a, it's a $62 per maintenance. And so when a home, when the the potential customer is looking and they get a quote and all your stuff's legit, you know, everything looks legit. You can send this electronically electronically or whatever 
and they see, oh, wow, 6,200 square feet of what needs maintained, which is accurate. And then they see, oh, it's a irregular number, $62 or $57 or whatever. They're like, their, their trust meter is like, well, they didn't just willy nilly pull that number out of the sky. They took the time to figure out, which there's all kind of software out there now where you can find the property mm-hmm. and, you know, cut out the house and the driveway and find out what the square footage is without even leaving your home. They taught that uh, at the University of Georgia. I went to their class. Like, you have to be utilizing the software because uh, you can you can find out the square footage pretty quickly. And you let the customer know, here's your square foot, and then your price is a regular. It's not 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. That's, that's what every regular company does. But you have some irregular number. They're going to trust you. They're going to be like, oh, wow, this, this, this company is calculated. They know what mm-hmm. they're doing. And they'll feel comfortable, even if it's a lot higher than the competition. So that's a little tip that I learned from somebody that has some inside baseball and the big boys figured out their sales conversion. If they can show you what your square footage is and and have that irregular price, they're doing quite all right. Right. And that just falls into your pricing matrix. You can, once you figure out those essential numbers, the sale, it makes your sales process so much easier for you. You could confidently go in there get those prices, and then your client, because you have that confidence and you can exude it, your clients are going to see, or your potential customers are going to see this and probably make the decision based off of that. So in retrospect, in order to have a successful business, you have to have customers. And in order to have customers, you have to market mm-hmm. to get the customers. And then you have to close the deal. You, ha- you have to sell. And it's not just a matter of selling and them saying yes, because as we said, if all 10 of them say yes, if right. you're 10 for 10, your price isn't high enough. Um, if zero of 10 say yes, your price is too low. But it's, it's having that accurate price, John. Um, you, you mentioned maybe four, five, four or five, 40, 50 percent mm-hmm. of the customers saying yes, you're probably off um, on, on a good track. So Exactly. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Payjack and myself. Now, that's a part of our How to Start and Grow a Lawn Care Business Step-by-Step Guide, which is an online course. And so there's videos in this online course that basically cover A to Z from starting a lawn care business to growing it profitably. And uh, Payjack, he has a huge heart of a teacher. He, he really... Uh, likes to take the complex and try to simplify it, um, you know, as simply as as it can be done. I know running a business, it's not simple by any stretch of the imagination. There's so many moving parts, uh, especially here in the lawn care business. But John does such an incredible job of teaching the fundamentals and the the best foundation to build, so that we can put ourselves in a position to be as successful and profitable as possible. So if you want more of this information and tips, strategies, foundations, fundamentals of how to start and grow a lawn care business, uh, check out our step-by-step guide. It's available at the resource center at the greenindustrypodcast.com. And uh, it's a project that John and I uh, put a lot of time, energy, and effort into uh, because this is something we didn't have when we started our businesses. We learned through the school of hard knocks <laughs> and collectively between John and I, woo, we, we, we made a lot of mistakes because we just simply didn't have the knowledge of, um, you know, growing a, a lawn care business the right way. And so, um, we wanted to teach those principles and, uh, you can, um, enjoy the benefits of, of learning this stuff. So you don't have to make the same mistakes we did by going through how to start and grow a lawn care business, the step-by-step guide 
at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. Hope you will uh, join us on the next episode. Smash that follow button and turn on the bell for notifications to stay up to date with fresh new episodes of the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks for listening. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.